Welcome, everyone, to the First Presbyterian Church podcast. We are First Presbyterian in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and we are glad that you are here listening with us, and we'd love to hear from you. Um, We hope that your day will be blessed, and may the peace of Christ be with you.
Good morning. Please rise as you are willing and able and join us in our opening hymn. It is actually 645, not 654, as it says in your order of service. 645, all four verses. to worship this wonderful day with First Presbyterian Church E-Town. This is the day the Lord has made, and we are here to rejoice and to be glad in it, and to be built up as the body of Christ together. I'm Chelsea, pastor here, and I'm so glad to see each and every one of you. If you're worshiping online, please say hi in the comments so we can know that you are there and follow up with you. If you're here in person, uh, I invite you to fill out the connection card that's on the back of your bulletin so that we can know that you are here and follow up with you and answer any questions you may have about the community. If you'd like a digital welcome card, if you're online, you can text the word welcome to 270-200-8560. In your bulletin, too, you'll also find opportunities to connect with the community, to serve God and each other. And one that I want to point out is Messy Church is coming up this Saturday, September 10th at 10 a.m. We always love having helpers, or if you just want to come out and see what it's all about, we'd love to have you. Let us continue in worship of the God who creates, redeems, and sustains us. Where can my soul find living water? 
Apart from you, we bear no fruit. Oh, plant my feet down by the river. We abide, we abide in you. We are the vineyard you Good morning. Good morning. Let us follow our invitation to worship. God has set before us life and death. We long to choose life. God has set before us blessings and curses. We long to choose blessings. So we gather this morning around the table, Christ's table, we gather to drink the cup of blessings, to eat the bread of life. Let us share this meal together. Let us feast on the word. Let us worship God with joy. Our next song can be found on page 410. God is calling through the whisper. Please rise as you are willing and able and join us.
Jesus calls us to follow him, knowing that the path is difficult and that sin lurks in every turn, trusting in God's mercy, let us seek forgiveness that we may follow more nearly in the way of Jesus. A prayer of confession. O oh God, you have given us a firm foundation in Jesus Christ, yet we have chosen to build on sinking sand. The works of our hands crumble around us, and our best efforts are not good enough. Sin is real, and we are powerless before it, forgiving us for thinking we know best. Mend our broken values and create in us hearts that seek your purpose so that we build with our lives may give you glory. Let's take time for a silent prayer of confession. Jesus accompanies us on life's journey, offering abundant mercy and bountiful forgiveness along the way. This is good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Now, if you will pass the peace of Christ to your neighbors, the peace of Christ be with you and also with you. To all of you and I invite down now any kids who'd like to join us up here for time with the children. Hello Larkin. Hello Lydia. Hello Irish. Are you coming? Okay. You're really close Lydia. Oh man. Did you guys have a good week? Irish, are you tired? Did you stay up late? That guy did too. That guy, Lars Larkin, he did too. Yeah, maybe. Lydia was up pretty late. We were visiting family yesterday and got home kind of late. You want to hold it? Okay. I've got it. Pick the... Here, show them. So do you guys remember talking about a man named Moses? Moses? Yes. Lots of things happened to Moses. He was really important in the Bible, in the Old Testament, the time before Jesus. Move, they can't see. Remember, Moses was a little baby, and his mom put him in a basket in the river, so that he would be safe from the Pharaoh who was trying to kill all the Hebrew babies. We have that book. We have that book, yeah. Moses in a basket. I have that book too. You have that book too? Cool. And then Moses grew up. And remember, I think we talked about this story a few weeks ago. He was watching over some sheep in the desert. And he saw a bush that was on fire but wasn't burning up. And God spoke to him. And God said, I want you to go to Egypt 
and to let my people go because the Hebrew people were slaves in Egypt and the Pharaoh treated them very badly. So Moses went to Egypt. Lots of other things happened, but eventually the people were let go. And they crossed through. These are some of the things that happened. We'll skip over that. But they crossed through the Red Sea. God parted the waters. And the people got through safely, even though the Egyptians were following them. And the people wandered in the desert for a long time. They got hungry. And they said, we'd rather go back to Egypt, where there was food. Even though we were slaves there, there was food. But God sent them food in the desert called manna. And God gave them water in the desert. There's no water in the desert, though. There's no water in the desert. I know. God provided it. See? Moses struck a rock, and there was water. And Moses lived a long time with the people. They were in the desert 40 years. This is the last one. And eventually, Moses was very old. And he was going to die. He wasn't going to be with the people anymore as their leader. And he told them some advice. He said, follow God and you will have life. But if you all don't follow God, there won't be life, just death and bad things. That's the last one. Do your parents or your families ever tell you to make good choices? Have you ever had, heard that speech before? No, <laughs> I didn't. I, my parents didn't say it in those in those words growing up, but uh, but they did always talk about you know being responsible and doing the right thing, right? Have you ever heard that before? So that's basically what Moses was telling the people. That was what he wanted them to do: is to make good choices and to follow God, and to not follow other gods. Is it hard to make good choices sometimes? Yeah, you have to keep making those good choices, you know? Like, if you want to get good grades, you have to keep working hard in school. You can't just do it one day. You have to keep working, right, every single day, right? And if you want to be a good friend, you have to be a good friend every day. I mean, sometimes we mess up. We make mistakes. That happens. But what God wants us to do is to keep following God's ways of loving God, loving each other, being kind, and being good for the world. You know what I mean? I think that's what Moses would want us to do, too. All right, will you pray with me? Dear God, thank you for showing us your way. Thank you for people like Moses who lead us. Help us to know how to follow you and how to be loving and kind like you want us to be. Help us to make good choices. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, you can go back to your seats or to class. scripture reading this morning comes from Psalm chapter 1 
and it's on page 665 in your pew Bible. You know, reading this, we know that we have a lot of things that tempt us and a lot of problems that come off and on to our lives. But if you're thinking about that, go ahead and back up and read Job and see of all the troubles he had. And it'll make your life seem a lot easier. Someone, the truly happy person, doesn't follow wicked advice, doesn't stand on the road of sinners, and doesn't sit with the disrespectful. Instead of doing these things, these persons love the Lord's instruction and they recite God's instructions day and night. They are like a tree replanted by streams of water which bears fruit just at the right time and whose leaves don't fade. Whatever they do succeeds. That's not true for the wicked. They are like dust that the wind blows away. And that's why the wicked will have no standing in the court of justice. Neither will sinners in the assembly of the righteous. The Lord is intimately acquainted with the way of the righteous. But the way of the wicked is destroyed. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please rise as you are willing and able and join us in our next hymn, number 458. second scripture comes from the book of Deuteronomy. It's, the selection is on page 259, if you'd like to follow along. It's chapter 30, verses 15 through 20. As I told the kids, Moses is nearing the end of his life. The Israelites are on the edge of the promised land. And Moses will not get to go with them, even though he has led them with God's strength and guidance out of slavery in Egypt through so many years of wandering in the desert and many other trials and tribulations. Moses is passing the torch to Joshua, who will lead next. And so Moses is giving basically his best good advice to them. Let us listen now for the word of God. Look here. Today I've set before you life and what's good versus death and what's wrong. 
If you obey the Lord your God's commandments that I'm commanding you right now, by loving the Lord your God, by walking in God's ways, and by keeping God's commandments, God's regulations, and God's case laws, then you will live and thrive, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away and you refuse to listen, and so are misled, worshiping other gods and serving them, I'm telling you right now that you will definitely die. You will not prolong your life on the fertile land that you were crossing the Jordan River to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth as my witnesses against you right now. I have set life and death, blessing and curse before you. Now choose life so that you and your descendants will live by loving the Lord your God, by obeying God's voice, and by clinging to God. That's how you will survive and live long on the fertile land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. Come, Holy Spirit, kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit that we would be created anew. Move through us. Rain down on our dry and dusty lives. May your love be a river of grace in our souls. Open us up. Prepare us to hear from you and to be changed. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you. And may you use us to transform your world. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. One story I didn't mention to the kids, but you may remember from Moses' time in the wilderness with the Israelites is the story of the golden calf. Moses went up on the mountain with God where Moses received the commandments with God. And Moses was gone so long that the Israelites got antsy and worried and maybe lonely and decided that they would pool all their gold jewelry and other things together and make a golden calf that they would worship. Moses was gone so long, maybe not even that long, but long enough that they got real twitchy. And Moses got back and, of course, was not happy. You couldn't wait just a little while, he basically said. Idolatry, the worship of other gods, is a big deal throughout the Old Testament. Time and again, the Israelites are tempted to follow other gods, but are reminded again and again that the way forward for them is to follow the one true God who brought them out of slavery in Egypt. Now, I don't know that we think about idolatry all that much or idols aside from American Idol. Is that still on even? I don't know. I know some people are really big fans of that show. But we don't hear the kinds of pronouncements that Moses and the other prophets made against idolatry all that often, do we? We don't make golden calves and worship them. That would be silly, right? But I wonder how often in our lives we substitute other things for God. Money, power, privilege... 
even just our own comfort and ease. My therapist once had me do this exercise where I worked through a list of values and tried to rank them uh, from one to 10, you know, of how important they were to me. Things like family or friendship or learning, work, things like that. And after I ranked how important they were to me, then I had to go through and rank how well I was prioritizing those things in my life. So did the importance that I place on things like my family match up to the way that I was really living? And in a lot of instances, I had to admit that no, like things that I think are really important to me, I sometimes let slide in favor of other things. I know for me, it's often my own comfort. Just doing what's easy or what I've always done is the kind of thing that gets in the way of doing what's right or good or important. I'd rather just lay on the couch and watch some more Netflix than call my dad, for instance. What about you? Do you have things that are golden calves in your life? Take some honesty to do that kind of soul searching, I think. But what are the things, the little G gods, that we place before the other things that really matter? It's back to school time. We're a couple weeks into the school year for anyone following along. And it's probably a good time as the kids have been thinking about how to be good students and good citizens. I've gotten lots of worksheets from uh, Lydia's school where they've been talking about how to be safe and how following rules is good. So they're really, they're really working on the kids in the schools. Um, but as we're thinking about how we structure our lives, what are the things that are important to us, the scripture today provides a good spiritual checkup which we need every now and again, right? Where are we with God? Are we following God's ways? If God is important to us, are we devoting our hearts and our souls to God? Now Moses makes it seem simple, and the psalmist does too. It's like there are the righteous people, the good people over here, and the bad people, and there is no mixing between them. As Moses says, you choose life or you choose death. Blessing, curse. God's ways, the ways of the idols. And Moses makes it sound like if you make these good choices, good things will happen. But Joe mentioned Job. Job was a righteous man and had all kinds of terrible things befall him. And we know from our own lives that so often bad things happen to good people and good things happen to quote unquote bad people. So this formula we hear from Moses, it's not exactly applicable in every single life situation, right? Or at least from our own experience. And from the biblical tradition, too. There are other voices, like the voice of Job, and God's own witness to grace and mercy. God delivered the people from Egypt, not because they deserved it, but because God was righteous and merciful. And of course, we know the grace of God throughout the Old Testament extends to Jesus in the New Testament, that we are saved by grace through faith. It's not just our choices. But still, to circle back to the passage we heard today, it's also true, isn't it, that our choices do matter. It's not that we just decide to have faith in God and then go on our merry way, but that discipleship, as I told the kids, following God means you make those good choices every single day. We know that our choices matter. Sometimes we make bad choices and bad things happen in our lives. Sometimes we make bad choices and nothing happens, right? But 
our actions and our words do have impact. And I think that's what Moses is saying and the psalmist. They're reminding us that what we do, what we do matters. In the New Testament, the book of James is a testament to this. It talks about faith without works is dead. So it's not just faith, but it's also acting out our faith that matters. What I hear from our scripture today is that God wants for us to have life. And God is leading us to the way of life. God gave the Israelites commandments, the Ten Commandments, and many other laws which were meant to be for the good of the community and the people. So how do we find that way of life? How do we choose life or death? That's the other problem with this passage is our decisions aren't always so clear-cut. Life, death, blessing, curse, God, idols. Sometimes it's hard. There's gray area. We don't always know what will lead to life, what will lead to death, what is good, what is bad. Things are so complicated these days. Even something as simple as in my house, we've been talking about getting a new car. And I wonder, you know, we've been looking at like electric cars. And the question is, how much effort and energy does it take to make a battery for an electric car? We trust the people who say, this is better for the environment, but is it really? I don't know. I don't know all the things. And things, that's just an example of how one purchasing decision can impact all kinds of systems in the world. So how do we find a way? How do we make decisions that matter? How do we follow God instead of the golden calf? I think, first of all, it comes back to, as our ensemble sang earlier, abiding in God, like the psalmist said, being like the tree planted by water, turning again and again to life and to God, and just trying as best as we can, as faithfully as we can, to choose life. And not just life for ourselves, but life for our families, for our communities, and for the whole world. What leads to life for all? Moses was speaking to a community of people, not just individuals. He wanted, as God wanted for them, life for all of them. So how this week can you choose life and choose God? What in your life do you need to turn away from? What do you need to turn towards in order to embrace more life? God wants more life for you. And sometimes it's hard to do that. I've been reading the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, which is a great book, by the way. And he talks about how humans have evolved or grown to prefer instant gratification. We would rather eat donuts than eat vegetables. They just taste better, right? We would rather sit and chill out than get ourselves moving if we're not in that habit. It's easier sometimes to choose the things that are good in the moment, but may not be good in the long run. So know that God is walking with you, and God wants you to choose that life in the long run for eternity, for always, for all people. Choose life, and you will live. Amen. Here at First Presbyterian, we are seeking to be a people who choose life for each other, for our communities. When you give 
to the church, whether it be your money, your time, your heart, your prayers, you are joining in with that mission. And that mission makes an impact here in Elizabethtown and Hardin County, um, all the way to Guatemala and other parts of the world. So we thank you for your generosity. And we remember that all that we have is God's in the first place. So let us joyfully offer back to God the gifts of our lives. Praise to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our God and our King. To Him we will sing. In His great mercy, He has given us life, so we can be called the children of God. Great is the love that the Father has given us. He has delivered us. Delivered us, children of God. Sing your song and rejoice for the love that He has given us all. Oh, children of God, by the blood of His Son, we have been redeemed and we can be called children of God. Children of God. children of God. Great is the love that the Father has given us. He has delivered us. He has delivered us. Children of God, sing your song and rejoice for the love that he has given us all. Oh, children of God, by the blood of his Son,
This is the table of God's life and love, and all the children of God, which is everyone, are invited to this feast. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Let us pray. O Lord our God, you are blessed. You created us in your own image and filled us with your spirit of life. You shape us like clay to fulfill your purpose. And so we praise you. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. And blessed is Jesus Christ, our Savior, who calls us to take up the cross, knowing the cost of discipleship, yet trusting in your saving love. We remember Christ, and we remember your goodness and grace as we offer ourselves to you with gratitude as we share this joyful feast. We bring the prayers of our hearts and our world to you, O God. Bless and mend the broken places, bring peace to violent places, bring healing to places of suffering. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon this bread and cup. Make us one in the body and blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Teach us to live as sisters and brothers, honoring one another as equals and serving one another with love. We pray through the Lord Jesus Christ in the unity of the Spirit. We bless you, God of glory, now and forever. And we pray as Christ taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. On Christ's last night with his disciples, he was sitting at table with them, having a meal, enjoying life together. He took the bread, he broke it after giving thanks for it. And he offered it to them saying, take, eat, this is my body broken for you. Do this to remember me. And in the same way, he took the cup, he poured it out for them. said, this cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink it, remember me. Friends, every time we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the saving death of our Lord until he comes again. This feast is for all. In just a moment, when the communion hymn starts, you are invited to come forward if you wish to take a communion uh, pod from one of our elders. If you're not able to come forward, just stay seated and we'll get to you at the end once everyone um, has been served. All are welcome. Come and enjoy the feast.
bread of life, cup of salvation. Let us pray. God of glory, in this holy feast, you have made us one with Christ and with that great multitude of the faithful, those who hunger and thirst no more and worship night and day in your temple. Lead us in the paths of righteousness and life. Guide us to the springs of the water of life until we join the choir of the redeemed who sing salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb, Jesus Christ, our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. Please rise as you are willing and able and join us in our final hymn, number 761. to the rest of this week, choose life as often as you can, as best you can, knowing that God walks with you and wants that life for you and will enable you to see it and to choose it. And now may the love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship, friendship, and power of the Holy Spirit to be with you now and always. Alleluia. Amen.